Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. Thanks for joining us. Representative Raja Krishnamurthy from the 8th District is with us. And Raja, I saw the picture. Were you wearing that bike helmet because you were going to get on a bike or was that for a photo op? <laughs> it was a uh, it was called a helmet fitting demonstration. So the um, the folks from Ride Illinois actually wanted to show people how to uh, adjust the straps on those helmets, and uh, I was the guinea pig. I love that. I love the smiles on their faces and on your <laughs> face, and uh, and it's all about what's going on in Streamwood. So before we get to Russia, tell me about that. Well, um, I think I've. I've come on your program before to talk about these community project funding opportunities. They, they were bipartisan um, provisions of the appropriations bill to direct, you know, uh, certain amounts of money to each congressional district where stakeholders on a bipartisan basis wanted money to be invested in local projects. So this was one of them. Um, Streamwood uh, is constructing a big bike trail system, bike trail and pedestrian trail system. And, um, and so I was able to uh, provide some fund, secure some funding as part of the appropriations process on a bipartisan, uh, in a bipartisan manner to um, help them to uh, upgrade and build new trails. And um, I was just so pleased to, uh, to be in the community to talk about it. Thank you for joining us to talk about that and tell us the latest on Russia. So um, President Putin actually said this is a criminal activity which is aimed at weakening the country. This was a colossal threat. But apparently also in that televised address, he said he could have squashed them if he wanted. We're talking about the Wagner group. Um, Could he have squashed them? How was this deal cut that Wagner is now or no, Prigozhin is now in um, in Belarus, uh, just update us on what is happening here and how close was it to an uprising, an attempt to possibly topple Putin? Um, it was definitely uh, a rebellion, unlike anything we've seen in the past. I mean, we had, you know, thousands of mercenaries and troops, you know, rolling down the highway in Russia toward Moscow, hundreds of miles um, and within 125 miles of Moscow before they announced their quote-unquote deal to um, end this insurrection or rebellion. Um, I think that there are a lot of fascinating questions that arise from this, but I don't think that the agreement that they reach ends the feud. I think it's, a, it's on pause. On the one hand, Prigozhin sees the Russian defense ministry with blood, blood on its hands because they they basically murdered uh, numerous uh, Wagner mercenaries in Russia, in Ukraine, I should say, on the front lines in Ukraine. Um, and then, uh, you know, Putin, for his part, sees uh, Prigozhin as a threat. Um, and I, I don't think that Prigozhin uh, or Putin um, are in the same state uh, that they were, you know, a few days ago, and they certainly are both weakened. Can Progrosian be trusted? I, I don't know. That, I don't know that either of them could be trusted at this point. And, I, and, and for that matter, there are thousands of mercenaries still in Russia, armed and 
quite frankly, loyal to Prigozhin. And, and unlike any other person who's ever been ex- exiled from Russia, um, you know, Prigozhin is an extremely wealthy man uh, with billions of dollars at his disposal and thousands of troops uh, under his control. Congressman, not to make light of it, but I, I was struck over the weekend. It almost looked like a Monty Python movie. I mean, you had this uh, billionaire standing there in his uniform who got his start by selling hot dogs to Vladimir Putin. Was that correct? It's crazy. It's, it's true. It's true. He he started selling hot dogs in St. Petersburg, uh, and then he became a restaurateur, and he became uh, a caterer to the Kremlin and to Putin when he was... Um, mayor of uh, St. Petersburg, uh, and um, uh, then he became known as you know, Putin's chef, so to speak, but then he branched out into all these other areas, uh, including starting this mercenary group, which you know, controls gold mines and diamond mines in Africa, um, has run uh, military operations for Putin in Syria and in the Middle East, and so um, uh, he is perhaps the wiliest uh, restaurateur or caterer yeah. we've ever seen. Well, th- so then the question is, if he's off in Belarus and trying to have influence from there, are, are there others in, in Putin's inner circle who might go his way, or is uh, is p- having Putin put him at a distance, is, is that going to be it for Putin? I don't think so. I think that Putin probably, even as we're speaking, is trying to figure out who is more supportive of Prigozhin than Putin. Um, and I think that one of the most interesting or fascinating aspects of this weekend is, you know, this guy, Prigozhin, um, took over the Russian southern military headquarters in Rostov-on-Don, uh, which is a fairly large city uh, in southern Russia. And he did so without a shot. And he's like sitting there having tea or coffee uh, and, and um, uh, you know, basically chit-chatting with the local military commanders of the Russian army which suggests that obviously there are a lot of people within the Russian military who are sympathetic to Prigozhin. So I think Putin has a lot of housekeeping to do at this point to try to understand his situation. He's, gonna, he's ruthless, and he's going to try to consolidate his power base. And what are we doing? What's our involvement? I think we are hands-off at this point. We're trying to monitor the situation closely. In no way do we want to um, somehow get identified with one side or the other. In fact, I don't think that either side is particularly sympathetic. Um, and we don't want Putin to somehow say that um, the reason for his unstable uh, situation has anything to do with the United States. And did the Wagner Group shoot down helicopters? That's what they're reporting. I, I saw a report, uh, military bloggers had said that the Wagner Group brought down Russian air assets. I, I don't know if that's true or not, and I, I don't have access to that classified information right now uh, sitting here in Chicago. It's not in your garage or you know, your bathroom? <laughs> I, let me go check the, the bathroom for a second. Hold on. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> uh, Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy is with us. What does this mean for Ukraine? Does it give their efforts any hope, any little bit of power? Um, there might be an opening here, Lisa. We don't know. Uh, on the one hand, the Wagner forces were the most effective component of Russia's fighting forces in, in Ukraine. 
And so to the extent that they are somehow less engaged in the fight in Ukraine, that means that overall the Russian forces there are just a little bit less effective. Um, the other part of it is, you know, Putin is distracted from Ukraine right now. I think he's much more focused. I got to believe he's much more focused on his own situation and consolidating his power base uh, as opposed to anything else. So, you know, to the extent that the Ukrainians have an opening and can take advantage of it in any modest way, even right now, it would be uh, obviously to their advantage to do so. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Representative Raja Krishnamurthy from the 8th District. Steve has your news coming up next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.